Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for his sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. Well, we're off to a great start on our new series in the book of Ecclesiastes. This is our third week, and we have covered quite a bit of chapter one, and that's where we're gonna be finishing up today. In the first couple of weeks, we did the setup in talking that this book is written by King Solomon, a wise individual who's recognized in both sacred and secular realms as a great resource for wisdom. His wisdom was divinely endowed, and he came from the bloodline of David, and he had amazing leadership potential, and many of his great proverbs and great writings are studied to this day. However, his contribution to the Bible is a little bit complex. He gives a tremendous perspective, and what's great about the book of Ecclesiastes, it is a way to bridge the gap between theism and non-theism, because those who have not embraced faith yet often have this perspective of just kind of reasoning up and philosophizing and rationalizing and reaching only to find that the wisdom that they have in their own life pales in comparison to the gospel and that even the wisest among us can become disillusioned and discouraged. And what we're seeing with Solomon as he moves again from the Song of Songs, young passionate writer, to the wisdom of Proverbs, to the disillusionment of Ecclesiastes throughout the course of his life, we see a man who has lost his first love, who has turned to worldly answers for divine questions that cannot be answered without the hope of God. And so it's a unique and interesting perspective. On the one hand, we can see this tremendous wisdom emanating from him, and we can see the remnant of his once proud faith but at the same time, you see the emptiness and the discouragement. And it goes to show that any of us, if we stop growing in our faith, if we rely too much on our own intellect and our own power and our own talent, our lives can unravel. Our faith can unravel. Our lives can unravel. And friend, I don't want that for you. I want you to live in victory, and I want you to live in the confidence and hope that can only come from Christ. And so today we are picking up after the first couple of weeks where they talked about the futility of life, there's nothing new under the sun, the toil, all of the things that Solomon sets out to do is leaving him empty. And today in Ecclesiastes 1 verses 12 through 18, we're going to look at even his own wisdom betrays him. Picking up in verse 12, it says, I, the preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and striving after the wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be counted." I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I applied my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. 
I perceive that this also is but a striving after wind, for in much wisdom is much vexation, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Friend, this is a very poignant and important observation that King Solomon is making, that how many of us, it's all about our own intellectual pursuits. It's easy to get twisted off into questions about philosophy and existential crises and even academic pursuits. All of these things are great, and God created us with wonderful minds that need to be expanded and need to be sharpened and challenged. But at the same time, it's when we then take that gift of wisdom, that gift of intellect, and we make it an idol, that it becomes a stumbling block for us. I've gone to seminary with many people who it was about the acquisition of knowledge. It was about being a little bit smarter than the person next to you. Maybe their Greek was a little more fluent. Maybe their preaching and their homiletics was a little more fancy. But at the end of the day, it's about the motivation that drives those intellectual pursuits. It is about the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives that is taking us from where we are to where God wants us to be. These intellectual pursuits can be helpful when they are the vehicle by which we achieve what God wants us to know and to be equipped to properly speak and to discern his will. But when we put our own agendas and our own pride and our own desires into this, it becomes self-defeating. The word wisdom is defined as the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise. Another one says, the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Those were just out of the dictionary. And I think it's interesting how when you're dealing with a secular source, it presumes that everyone knows what good judgment is, that everyone has the same grasp of right and wrong, that everyone is dealing with the same worldview and the same perspective. We're finding in our current culture that there's not much cultural consensus on what is right and what is wrong, what is mature and what is immature, what is good and what is bad. And I think that there's times that we have to, as Christians, be able to seek wisdom. Cultural questions seem to get grayer and grayer every day when it, terms, when it comes to the culture. And it seems that what is culturally accepted changes from generation to generation. And that is why it's so important to consult Scripture, to pray, to fast even, as you're making big decisions, as you're trying to discern what God wants in your life. It is important for us to be able to not seek wisdom for our own amusement or our own exaltation, but seek wisdom to see how God is working in this world and how we can be part of it. It is important also for us to use wisdom to figure out how we can live in such a way that God designed us for his purpose and for his plans so that we are not straying from those and using our intellect to justify bad decisions, bad lifestyles, bad ideas, and being a bad influence. And today, I've got a few cross-reference verses that talk about the importance of wisdom. For example, James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. We are to ask God for wisdom. 
without consulting God through prayer or through scripture, we are left to try to discern things that we cannot possibly fathom. And so it's important to ask God when we don't understand or when we lack direction on a subject. When we lean instead on our own understandings and our own perspectives, it usually takes us in places that we don't want to go, and we arrive at conclusions that are not healthy or helpful. Today's cross-references spend a lot of time in the book of James. Our next verse is James 3, 13 through 18, that says, Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. I think that it's important to understand that our lives should emanate the wisdom that God has given us. True wisdom is not about us getting our way. It is about exalting God through our actions and our thoughts and being able to help others discern what God's plan is for our lives. James 4, 13 through 17 describes life as a vapor and that the things that we think are so important today will maybe gone tomorrow. It'll vanish before our very eyes. And so, friend, let's talk about our application today. Wisdom is a gift from God. And when we are receiving and using godly wisdom, it helps us move forward with our life and make a positive influence for the gospel. When we are self-seeking, we become frustrated because human wisdom is limited and it is insufficient to discern God's will and God's truth. This causes us at times to make poor decisions and to reason ourselves into the wrong decision, into wrong ethics, into wrong morals, and into wrong priorities in our lives. This can lead to disillusionment and discouragement because people become frustrated that things don't always make sense in worldly terms. Sometimes we have to trust God and lean on his understanding so that we can move forward in ways that are godly and eternally significant. Solomon himself fell into vanity and excess and disillusionment. That means it can happen to any of us. And in some cases with our faith, I find that those who are of a high intellect and high education can, on the one hand, do incredible things for God and be incredibly powerful in speaking to the lives of others when they are motivated by and led by God in the Spirit, but they are often tortured individuals when they lean too much on their own curiosity without rooting it in something that is healthy and eternal. You might ask me, Mike, what is the point of wisdom in my life then? It recognizes the value of making wise decisions and helping us live a meaningful life, the one that God designed us to live. And that means that we should be grateful to God and recognize our wisdom as his gift to us, and it should be used for his glory. So finally, friend, today I encourage you to seek wisdom through your prayer, through study, through seeking God yourself and his counsel. Because when we do this, we're able to live lives that point to the ultimate source of wisdom. Friend, you're never going to be smart enough to have all the answers. I'm not smart enough to have all the answers. And we are all in need of God's leading and going to him as the ultimate source of wisdom. This way we can encourage our congregations and our friends to seek wisdom and our personal relationship with Christ 
so we can reflect on the wisdom that God has given us and rely on the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which is an essential part of understanding what it is to be wise. Friends, I leave you today with 1 Corinthians 1.30. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Friend, let that be a reminder to us that our true wisdom is found in our relationship with Christ, that we are to live and seek God. And friend, the good news is God will give us the wisdom we need. He will lead us through confusing times, and he will allow us to make a difference in the lives of those we influence. Don't be discouraged today. Continue on your discipleship path because lose yourself as a program is a call to discipleship. Those who seek their own life will lose it, and those who lose their life for Christ's sake will find it. And friend, that is my encouragement to you today. Keep walking, and God will guide your steps and allow you to live a life of significance and purpose, not defined by your own cleverness or intellect, but by the source of all wisdom who is guiding your very steps through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, and the Scriptures. As we bring today's episode to a close, I invite you to continue with us in this series, as next week we'll take a look at chapter 2 in this powerful book of Ecclesiastes. Friend, Scripture transforms our life, and we are all called to the path of discipleship. As we've seen from Solomon's example, our own wisdom is not enough. We must commit ourselves to prayer and to spiritual disciplines and to scripture memorization to find our way in this world and to find the purpose that God has for our life. As we continue this powerful book, I'll pray that it will be a blessing to you and will help guide you in your discipleship journey. Friend, I'm so glad you could join me today, and I'll see you on the next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.